You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. You may be seated. Just give somebody a high five. Welcome them to church. Tell them how good they look this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Awesome. Glory to Jesus. It's great to be together again. Always, always good to be in His presence. Although His presence is everywhere, but there is a manifestation of His presence that is different when we are together. Okay. Yeah, there's a different manifestation. It's called the corporate anointing. The corporate anointing is different. You cannot, you cannot replicate it. You cannot produce it on your own. It only happens when we are together. And that's why it is good to be in the house of the Lord. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Glory to God. Yes. Are you glad to be in the house? The house of the Lord this morning. I know that you are his temple, but together we are his house. Amen. Yeah. So there is a presence that comes when we gather. You can't produce that at home. You can't have that anywhere else. There's something about that. And he designed it that way. And that's why when we gather together many times, you find that there are many things that you find easier to do. How many people find it easier to pray when we're together corporately? You notice that? And when you do it on your own, it takes more effort. Correct? Yeah. The reason is because of the corporate anointing. Yeah. So when we gather together, the corporate anointing kicks in, then many things happen with more ease. You are able to enter into his presence easier. But obviously, you should always carry his presence with you. But I'm just telling you spiritual principles. Those of you that think that um, because of COVID now, we don't need to gather together. You're mistaken. You're, you're going to miss out the blessings and the benefits of the corporate anointing. That's what you'll miss out. All right. And I know there are times that you can't help it. But if you can help it, you better be in the house. You need to be in the house. Because the faith in the house is not the same as the one you have in the street and in your home. Yeah. There's this corporate release. And you find that when you worship, when we come together, we worship. You find that it's different. Why is it always different? It's because of the corporate anointing. All right? So when we gather together like this, he says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So he is in our midst corporately in a different way than he is with you. Although he's with you, he will not leave you nor forsake you. 
but the manifestation is different. The authority is different. The grace is different. The release is different. The power is different. Hallelujah. And I can go on and on and on. The insight is different. Haven't you noticed it? Yeah. It's different because of the corporate anointing. And we're living in a generation now that the things of the Spirit are being lightly esteemed. Have you noticed that? The things of the Spirit are being lightly esteemed and the things of the flesh are being highly esteemed. Even the things that are an abomination to God are being highly esteemed in the world today. And the things that are highly esteemed by God are being considered not right by society. What a sad, sad case. There's no generation that has been so bombarded like this generation with all kinds of falsehood with all kinds of lies, with all kinds of manipulations, with all kinds of deception, trying to redefine everything, trying to change values that have been established in, from ancient times. And then somebody wakes up today and wants to change everything. And then they keep telling you the same lie over and over and over and over until you start believing the lie. So that's why we need to be together. We need to gather together. It strengthens us. When we come together like this, it strengthens our faith. It builds us up. It makes us stronger makes us stronger. We all need each other. Turn to someone and say, I need you. Just like you need me. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, we need each other. If we are going to stand strong, we need each other. Amen. So I want to share with you on what I call immovable in shaky times. How many people want to be immovable? In shaky times. These are shaky times. We're living in shaky times. And you have to be strong. This is not the time to be weak. Okay? This is not the time to be unstable. This is not the time to be indecisive. Are you following me? Yeah. This is a time to be strong. Why? Because... 
We are living in dangerous times. You are going to fulfill what God has called you to do. You have to pay attention to what the Spirit is saying. It's time to be strong. It's time to be immovable. Hallelujah. Go with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, Paul has been talking about he in in 1 Corinthians 15, there he talks about the resurrection. He talks about the victory over death. He he shows us how Jesus has conquered death and how we are going to rise one day. Amen. Even the dead in Christ are going to rise up. Death has been defeated. Did you know that? Did you know that death has been defeated? Do you know that you don't need to be afraid of death? Yeah, some people are looking at me. It's like, oh, why shouldn't I be afraid of death? <laughs> what if death kills me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, in Christ, you don't not, you, you're not you shouldn't be afraid. Hallelujah. Why? Because death has been defeated. He destroyed death. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that he has the keys. All right, in Revelation 1:18, he has the keys of Hades and death. So, he went and took the keys from Satan. Satan used to have the keys. After Adam sinned, what happened? Death was introduced to the human race for the first time. And death began to rule. Satan was using that to oppress humanity. He was using that to rule humanity. And so Jesus went and defeated that. And then he took the keys. Now he's got the keys. Jesus has the keys. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's why, you, that's why nobody can touch you anyhow. Why? He's got the keys. Satan doesn't have the keys. So for Satan to touch you, he needs permission. Somebody say permission. He has to go and seek permission. Remember when he said to, when Jesus said to Peter, he said, Simon, Satan desired to sift you as wheat. He says, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. All right? Yeah. So that was a, going to be a shaky time in the life of Peter. But Jesus prayed for him. He prayed for him. You need to pray for some people. You need to pray for some people so that they are not shaken. Look at verse 58, 1 Corinthians 15. Therefore, my beloved brethren, come on, look at that. 
Be steadfast. Say, be steadfast. Be immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Turn to someone and say, your labor is not in vain. Are you serving the Lord? It's not in vain. Are you sacrificing? It's not in vain. It's not in vain. It's not in vain. Don't listen to any devil that tells you it's in vain. Don't listen to any devil that tells you you are wasting your life serving the Lord. No, you are investing your life. You're investing. All right. You continue to abound in the work of the Lord. Know and understand that your labor is not in vain. So he says, be steadfast, be steady. Be steadfast in the Lord. Are you steadfast? Be immovable. Ooh, I love that. So, no matter what you see, remain steadfast. So do you know that it is a decision you can make? Yeah. You notice there, he, he didn't say try to be steadfast. Is that what he says? Hmm? Try to be immovable. Try to be steady. Try, try. No. The Bible doesn't use those kind of words. It doesn't say try to. You know, No, 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 no. Just do it. <laughs> it tells you. Yeah. Be steadfast. How do you get steadfast? You stand fast. <laughs> stand fast. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what's going on in your mind. But be movable. Be steady. Don't allow anything to move you from the place of your faith. Do you understand? Yeah. Don't allow anyone to talk you out of your faith. Don't allow anyone to talk you out of your conviction in the Lord. There are many voices that are there to weaken your faith. Not just to weaken you, but to even move you from your position in the Spirit. But you have to make a decision and say, I am going. To be steadfast. I'm going to be immovable. I will not allow anything to move me. I've made a quality decision. All right? 
made a quality decision. In Psalm 125, I love what it says there. In verse 1 of Psalm 125, it says, They that trust in the Lord shall be like what? Mount Zion. Hallelujah. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. Come on. Has Mount Zion moved? It's still there since. It's still there. Despite all the bombs that are flying all over. Hmm? Yeah. Despite the conflict in Palestine, Mount Zion is still kaput. <laughs> oh, is that the right word? <laughs> no. <laughs> wrong word. Eric, what's wrong with you? Behave yourself. Hallelujah. Look at what it says. It says it cannot be moved. There's a place where you put, you decide, you plant your faith. There's a place where you plant your faith and nothing can move you. You cannot be moved unless you choose to be moved. Nobody can move you. Hallelujah. Cannot be moved but abides forever. There is a kind of stability that God has, is releasing into your life. It doesn't matter how unstable Things are around you. It doesn't matter how unstable the economy is. It doesn't matter how unstable life around you. Everybody around you might be unstable. Don't volunteer your stability. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Don't go because out of sympathy... You now leave your position of stability because you want to identify with the unstable. What is that? Don't live like that. Be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. That's what he said. Be strong. It didn't say try to be strong. No, be strong. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, be strong. Yeah. Be strong. Be steadfast. Be immovable. Everything else might be shifting. Even if the ground under you is moving, you be strong. They that trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved. I refuse to be moved. I refuse to be moved by what I see. I refuse to be moved by what I feel. 
I refuse to be moved by what people are saying. I refuse to be moved by the expert opinions. I refuse to be moved. I have planted my faith and I have decided to be like Mount Zion. I will not be moved. Abide forever. There's stability in my life. Come on. Hit your chest. Say there's stability in my life. Amen. If every other person is not sure, you are to be sure. Hallelujah. Stop looking around and start panicking. Be steadfast. Be immovable. Did you hear that song we sang? I shall not be moved. I'll say of the Lord, you are my shield. Hallelujah. My shelter, strong tower, my very present help in time of need. That's who your Lord is. That's your Father. He's with you. Things are falling apart. Just hold on to him. Say, I shall not be moved. Amen. I shall not be moved. God wants people who will stand like Mount Zion. Everything is shaking. But they say, no, I'm not moving. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forever. Come on. As the mountains surround Jerusalem. <clears throat> you know, when you go to Jerusalem, it's actually surrounded. There are mountains around Jerusalem. You know, if you go to the Palestine, you'll see it. There are mountains around Jerusalem. And so David is saying, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. Hallelujah. He surrounds you. I said he surrounds you. That's why you should not be moved. That's why you should be stable. There should be stability in your life. There should be stability in your conviction. You can't be in faith today, tomorrow you are not sure. What is that? Today I'm strong, tomorrow, oh, it's, it's Monday, it's a blue Monday. You don't. No more blue Mondays. Tell someone, no more blue Mondays. <laughs> you must be stable. Be steady. Hallelujah. If everybody else has a blue Monday, you have a supernatural Monday. A miracle Monday. Hallelujah. So when you wake up on Monday morning, you tell yourself, this is a miracle Monday. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
don't be moved. We're so quick to pick phrases from people that just, they just say things and then you just take it and you make it your own. Then before you know it, you start losing stability. Some of you are weak. I'm coming to, I'm bringing strength to somebody because you don't even know what, how you became weak. And I'm telling you, it's because of what you let in. So close that door right now. Close that door. It's time to be strong. It's time to be stable. It's time to be immovable. Hallelujah. God, what God wants to do through your life requires stability. What God wants to use you to do requires strength. It requires you to be immovable. And you see in this building, the reason why we, there's, there are pillars that are immovable. That's why we can, that's why we can sit here. If those, if they start moving now, do you know what will happen to this place? Haven't you seen buildings collapse? Some places. Buildings collapse. Why? They, well, something is not stable enough. It's not strong enough. Hallelujah. I don't know. Either wrong materials <laughs> or engineering <laughs> errors. I don't know. But I've seen buildings collapse just like that on their own. Just what? There's no earthquake. Nothing. It just goes down. How? In times of stability. The building is going down. How much more when there's earthquake? <laughs> it's, it's finished. Yeah. But do you know that in places where they have earthquakes, there's a way they build. There is a way that the, those, those structures are designed so that they can endure the instability around them. So God is saying that he has put something inside you. Hallelujah. Therefore, be immovable. Be steadfast. Be immovable. He's not saying try. No. It's in you already. You've got it. You have stability in you. Embrace it. Embrace it. Don't be, don't be fooled by, what, by the earthquakes. Don't be fooled by the storms. The storms come, they go. Mount Zion is still standing. <laughs> That's how your life is. Amen? That's how God has designed you. Okay? You already have it in you. Come on, touch someone and say you have it in you already. You got it already. Yeah. Be stable. Don't be unstable. Don't be like a yo-yo. You know yo-yo? Just up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. No. Be like Mount Zion. In fact, it says, those who trust in the Lord 
are like. They're not trying to be. They are already. That's who you are. Amen. Hallelujah. They are like Mount Zion. Hmm? You love that? That's who you are. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12. My goodness. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. And let's read 22. Are you there? Okay. Let's read it together. One, two, three. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. How can you move Mount Zion? This is, you see, the one in Palestine is just a type of the real Zion, which is where you are. Hallelujah. The city of God. The city of the living God. It cannot be moved. You cannot shake the city of the living God. It is impossible. There is no bomb that can bomb the city of God. Do you understand me? So be stable. Amen? I don't know what you're hearing, but I just sense that there is somebody that needs stability in their life. You have been so shaky because of what you've been going through, because of what you've passed through, because of what you have been told. Because of what you've been feeling. Because of what, because of the dream you had. Now you are shaken. Get back to Zion. Hallelujah. Get back to Zion. That's where you have come to. Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. And he says, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Amen. Shoo. I feel like doing a series on Hebrews. <laughs> Let's dissect this book. But I'm telling you, you can be stable. Amen? Your life can be stable. It should be stable. 
God has made it stable. Don't undo what God has done. Do you understand? Yeah. Satan will come. There are times he comes. Listen to me. Don't be freaked out when Satan comes. Okay? He has to be the devil. The devil has to be the devil. The devil is not supposed to be anything else but the devil. All right? So don't be surprised when he comes. But you already know that you've got what it takes. How about that? You've got what it takes. It's like somebody that is going to a place where there are, maybe you're going to a, a mosque, malaria area, and you've taken anti-malaria and all of that, and you, 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 you go to that place. Will you be surprised that mosquitoes come to you? You know that they are there, They've, and you are prepared for them. You are prepared. So if you are prepared, you don't go there and then start getting offended that, and start blaming God for creating mosquitoes. Listen, mosquitoes, I don't know their value, but they definitely have some value. I don't know what it is. Part of the ecosystem, but maybe I don't know. Whatever. I'm sure when God created mosquitoes, they didn't used to bite people, but it's Adam's fault. <laughs> yeah, Adam's fault. They now turned against us, but God has given us a way out. Hallelujah. Yes. So, because of that, don't be upset that uh, the mosquito is coming. Now, the mosquitoes are here. They are here now. No. What is this? God, why did you make the mosquitoes? No, 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 no. That's the wrong question to ask. It's like saying, why did God make the devil? God didn't make the devil. God made Lucifer. Lucifer became a devil. Do you understand? He became a devil. God didn't make him the devil. He made him Lucifer. So God didn't make the mosquito to bite. He made the mosquito. But Adam made it to bite. <laughs> so every, the people blame God for everything. I, I don't understand. It's like they say, okay, don't this is a one-way traffic. Don't go this way. And then you go that way and you have a head collision and you say, God, why? Who? How can you ask God why he didn't protect you from disobeying the law? And then, <laughs> that's how we behave. But look at what Jesus said in Luke 22, verse 31 about Peter. He said in verse 31, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. So imagine that Satan went to God and asked for Peter. He said, look, 
this guy, allow me. And why did he do that? <laughs> I'm sure Peter's lives had many things that Satan, that belonged to Satan. <laughs> that guy, he had temper problems. He had, he used to curse, you know, he, I mean, he, he, the guy was violent. He cut off somebody's ear. You know, I mean, the guy, he talks before he thinks, he, you know. He had issues. Huh? Peter had issues. Just like some of us. Although you look holy this morning. You have your, your Sunday look. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we know. <laughs> the flesh is there, alive and well. <laughs> So, Peter had an explosive flesh. His flesh was overflowing. Hmm? So, Satan comes to ask. Remember that one of the things, one of the curses that God gave in, the, in Genesis, in Genesis chapter 3, when he spoke to the serpent, he says, because you have done this thing, because... Because you went to deceive the woman. He says you are cursed above all beasts. Okay? He says you are going to crawl on your belly. And dust you shall eat. All the days of your life. Okay? You're going to eat dust. So, this, the serpent it didn't always look the way it does now. The fall changed many things. Just like it changed the mosquito from a friendly mosquito to, <laughs> to, a, to a biting mosquito, blood-sucking mosquito. It didn't used to suck blood. No. But, you know, the fall changed things. So the serpent lost his legs and not started crawling. But God says you will eat dust all the days of your life. And those of you that were at the kingdom training, I said to you, there's a law of double reference in that statement. Okay? When God said that, he used the law of double reference. The law of double reference is whereby God is uh, speaking to an immediate personality, but then he's also applying it to another. He could be addressing a particular situation immediately, but there is more than that entity that is being addressed. So when he was speaking to the serpent, he was talking to the physical serpent, but he was also talking to the spirit, the devil, who is also the serpent now. You'll see that in Revelation. It's called the serpent you know, that was from in the garden. All right? So he says you will eat dust all the days of your life. So there's the... The physical serpent is crawling on the ground and he, there's no way he can avoid dust. Okay? No matter what, even the one that eats, whatever they eat, dust is part of their diet. So the spiritual one also eats dust. But the dust that the spiritual one eats is not physical dust of the ground. 
is the dust of the flesh where human body was taken from. Remember, in the same passage, God told, um, told Adam, he says, dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Okay? So dust is speaking of flesh. And I'm trying, I'm trying to link it to what is happening here. How, how did Satan convince God to allow him to shake Peter, who is supposed to be immovable? This is somebody that Jesus has called stone. In, Mark, uh, in, in Matthew 16, he says, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The church cannot be destroyed. Nothing can destroy the church. Do you understand me? Yeah. Why? It's founded on the rock. And that rock is Christ. But Jesus changed his name from Simon to Peter, which means stone. Okay? Now, there are some people that teach that the church was founded on Peter. You can't build a church on an unstable man like Peter. <laughs> Do you understand? So that's not the meaning of that. But the rock... Is Jesus himself. Or like Pastor Sam says, rock means revelation of Christ as king. R-O-C-K. Revelation of Christ as king. Yeah. So, because of the flesh, the excess flesh that Peter was exhibiting all the time, Satan tells God, you know, in the garden, you told me that I can eat flesh. Here is flesh. I have a right to eat this one. And Jesus saw that Satan cannot be denied that right. Otherwise, God will be unjust. So what does he do? He said, okay. You can go for him. But what did Jesus do? Jesus went to pray. Hallelujah. Jesus went to pray. So look at what he says. He says, Simon, Simon. By the way, the, the name Simon. Simon means read. Okay? Unstable. Easily blown. Yeah. So, at this time, Jesus didn't call him Peter. He didn't call him Peter, no. He called him Simon. He didn't call him Cephas, no. He called him Simon. So, unstable guy. He has left the place of stability. Okay, he has left the place of stability and has moved to the place of instability. And that's where Satan came in. That's where Satan came in. And he, he 
presented his case to God. So it says, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, hallelujah, that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Satan has asked for you. Satan has prayed that God will give him opportunity. Satan has presented an undeniable request. A request that cannot be denied. He has presented his case in a way that he cannot be denied. So, he is coming. But he said, I've prayed for you. Jesus didn't pray that Satan will not come. That's why I said to you, when the devil is walking, don't be upset that the devil is walking. The devil is being the devil. You know what you are made of. Amen? So you stand strong. Come on. Be movable. Be steadfast. The victory is yours. You have overcome. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. You have overcome already. You are born of God. So you have overcome already. So even though he comes, Jesus says, I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. I pray that your faith does not fail. I pray for you that your faith will not fail. In the name of Jesus, your faith will be immovable. Your faith will be steadfast. Your faith will be like Mount Zion. Hallelujah. Amen. You'll not be moved. Doesn't matter what. And he says, when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. So Peter, you are going through this, but your victory is going to be for the benefit of your brothers. You see, when you stand, when you are immovable, there are other people that benefit from you standing. But when you don't stand, other people fall. Other people fall. But do you understand? Yeah. There are many trials in life, but nothing can destroy you. How about that? Amen. I've got what it takes. Tell yourself. Say, I've got what it takes. Amen. To face it. You can face it. You can deal with it. You can deal with it. He's, 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 he's gone ahead of you. Huh? But you know what, Peter? Look at what look at how Peter responds to Jesus. Huh? Look at verse 33. But he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you, both to prison and to death. He said, Jesus, what are you talking about, Satan? No, I'm ready to go with you. <laughs> 
And Jesus said to him, I tell you, Peter. Now, he's not saying Simon. Hallelujah. <laughs> I tell you, Peter. Hmm? The rooster shall not crow this day before you deny me three times. You're going to deny. But I've prayed for you already. So because of my prayer, the rock, <laughs> hallelujah, the rock is going to keep you. Yeah, you'll be shaken, yes. Like I read, you'll be shaken. You'll be bamboozled. But the rock, the rock nature in you, the rock nature that I have spoken into your spirit. The rock nature that I've imparted to you. The rock nature that I imparted to you in, in, in Matthew 16. Is going to come up. And no matter what you go through. You will still be stable. You might deny me. But you will not. You will come back. Hallelujah. He will bounce back. You will make mistakes, Peter. You will even swear that you don't know me. But you're not going to go astray. I've prayed for you. I've prayed for you. I pray that God will keep you. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling. And to present you faultless before his throne. Yes. I pray, Lord, for your people. That you will stabilize those that are shaky. Those whose faith have been shaken. Those who have been walking by sight, walking by feelings. Those who have been confused by the voices around. Oh Lord my God, those who have been shaken by the pressures of life. Those who have been shaken by the wiles of the enemy. Lord, I speak strength. I speak and I say, Lord, let the rock, oh, Father, let your rock nature stabilize them. Let the nature of Zion be revealed in them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And their faith will be strong. They'll be strong. They will endure as good soldiers of Christ. My Lord and my God. No matter what. They will be strong. And they will strengthen many. They will encourage many. They will fortify many. They will stabilize many. In the name of Jesus. Just like Peter. At the end of the day. Peter became. The stable one. He could endure the same one who was scared to acknowledge you in the presence of a girl. Was ready to face the Sanhedrin. He was ready to face the council. He was ready to face Caesar. He faced Nero to be beheaded. To be crucified, rather. To be crucified upside down. The same Peter. Became so stable until the very end. And death could not 
could not defeat him. The enemy could not use fear to control him. The same Peter who stood up and says, should we rather obey man than God? He says, we would rather obey God. Stability. I speak stability to your spirit. I speak stability to your life. Whatever is shaky, whatever is unstable in your life, I command to be stabilized right now in the name of Jesus. I speak strength to your spirit. I speak strength to your faith. I speak strength to your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. I declare you immovable. I declare you steadfast. Steadfast in the Lord. Steadfast in faith. Steadfast in your conviction. In the name of Jesus. I reinforce your, con your, your, your faith and your convictions. Let them be reinforced right now, supernaturally. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Even if the ground below you falls off, you will still remain stable. You will keep standing. You will not give up. You will not surrender. You will not be defeated in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The devil will not be able to take you out. He will not be able to defeat you in the name of Jesus. You are surrounded by innumerable company of angels. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your people. Thank you for the spirit of faith in this house. Lord, I pray that their faith will not fail. Nobody's faith will fail. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. They will not forsake the assembling of themselves with the brethren in the name of Jesus. They will not be deceived. Every contrary voice that has been speaking to you from now on loses its influence. It loses its power over your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. I give you glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Say this after me, Heavenly Father. I thank you for bringing stability to my life. I am immovable. I am steadfast. Steadfast in faith. I'm steadfast in my convictions. My life is steadfast. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Now, before we go, if you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray for you quickly. If you raise your hand, anybody, you want to surrender to Jesus, you want to receive him into your heart. If you raise your hand, I'll pray for you. Is there anybody? I don't see any hand. All right, those watching online, you want to give your life to Jesus. Say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he is Lord. 
Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a brand new person. Forgive me my sins. Cleanse me. Give me a brand new heart. A heart that loves what you love and hates what you hate. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, if you pray that prayer, I just want you to contact us. Our details are on the screen. I would like to hear from you. I would like to give you some guidance. Amen. Father, I thank you for those ones who will pray this prayer. Lord, I speak that your kingdom come upon them. In the mighty name of Jesus, break the power of the enemy. I break the power of sin. I break the power of fear. Break every instability in their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.